Okay, should we do a podcast? Why not? Okay. Let's do it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my very good friends, and welcome to another episode of the Finger Guns podcast, where we talk all kinds of garbage about video games and stuff. My name's Sean Davies. I'm going to be the host this week because Ross is off on his jollies having a nice week off. This week, I am joined by Miles. How are you, Miles? Hello, my friend. Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Just kind of keeping on, keeping on. It's been an absolute heat wave, so it's been kind of nice, but also sweltering and it's too much, you know. I'm going to be that typical British kind of just too hot, can't hack it. But otherwise, good. Thank you. Yeah, don't worry. In a couple of months, you'll be complaining about how cold it is because <laughs> they're the only two settings that we British have. It's too hot or too cold. Or yeah, too- we we just skip the middle. We're not about it. We're not about no. a balanced life. No, absolutely. Um, let me ask you a question. What's your favourite type, your favourite flavour of crisps? Oh, now that is a question. If we're talking Pringles, it's going to be salt and vinegar. We're talking regular crisps, corn cocktail. So you like you don't like to have any taste bud left, is what you're saying? No, yeah, it needs to completely overwhelm me. Otherwise, it ain't worth it. You'd like to have that burning sensation in your mouth after eating <laughs> a whole tube of salt and vinegar Pringles. Not that I have ever done that, by the way. Of course not. Um, but, you know, that really stinging sensation in your mouth? The yeah. Pringles gives you, yeah, yeah, the one where it just kind of numbs everything, and then you kind of finish it, and you're kind of a little bit sweaty because your whole body is like, "What the <laughs> fuck have you just done to you?" Yeah, that feeling, I like it. <laughs> Give me pain, I like it. Um, and we're also joined by Cat. How are you, Cat? Hello, I'm all right, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. I don't want you to ask me. Ross <laughs> likes the attention. I don't care. Host Sean doesn't care. Okay. okay, that's fine. We don't have to care too if you don't want us to. <laughs> Thank you. I'm doing very well. Um, I am also too hot. I have the skin complexion of Casper the Ghost. Um, that's literally what my name used to be. I'm like the see-through phones where you can like see all the wires in between them. I'm so white that like any kind of sun just turns me into like a lobster so I'm also too hot I'm kind of glad it started to rain and I will be complaining about Christmas being too cold so (laughs) so news here is your question okay which takeaway or fast food place does the best chips slash fries okay if we're going with like fast food chain McDonald's because KFC changed that isn't that awful if we're going with like fish and chips like chips then it's fish and chips but like fries mcdonald's every time the really? salt yeah it's it's the salt and the soggy ones and the ones in the bottom of the bag like bottom of the bag chips that just feels like an extra christmas present doesn't it like you have your chips you're still really hungry and then you go in the bottom of the bag and you're like, <gasps> whereas like it's not the same in burger king it's not the same in um kfc kfc now put them in like a weenie little finger box yeah they're awful now it just tastes like paper. What about Burger King? Come on. like. So Burger King is my like going away on holiday takeaway because we don't have one, really. We only have one in Somerset. Um, and yeah, so like it's at a service station. And um, 
so being a Sabbath station it's like a ridiculous amount of money for a Burger King so I rarely only ever have Burger King and that's only when I'm in Bristol Airport but I do enjoy a Burger King and I do enjoy their chips their chips are very good but I just don't think you can beat McDonald's because you can get crispy and soggy whereas with Burger King it's just crispy 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 okay yeah excellent I <laughs> one of my friends um his his girlfriend which is now his wife on their first date they had a McDonald's and she was talking about how much she likes to find the chips in the bottom of the bag. Wow. And ever since, ever since he has a McDonald's, he makes sure there's a couple of chips in the bottom oh, of the bag. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, what a good egg. Go there. Yeah. That's yeah. so nice. He's given up his own chips for the bag, you know? Yeah. He like just does he just what shake a couple in there at the bottom because she gets so happy about it. I imagine he's the oh. guy that takes the stuff out of the bag and dishes it out. Oh. And just makes sure there's a couple in the bottom and then what a good guy. What a hero. That's love right there. That is. Greg? Yeah. Not, not Greg Hicks. My my friend. Greg Hicks would never do that. <laughs> I was going to say, Greg does not feel that type of person who's going to share his chips with me. <laughs> um, shout out to Greg and Toby and to Andy and Ross who, and Paul, all of whom can't be here this week uh, for various reasons. So it's just us three this week. Just us three. And now that we've talked about crisps and chips, shall we talk about video games? Yeah, go on then. And we'll talk about the game of the week. So I'm going to start with Kat. Kat, what is your game of the week? So my game of the week, Sean, is a deal that I made with uh, young Toby, uh, who was not here tonight, um, and that is a Plague Tale. I played it, I platinumed it, I finished it, um, all in the name of Toby, uh, because I said I would give it a go, because he was very disappointed and extremely upset with me <laughs> that I hadn't played it. So I thought, you know what, okay, so now your move, Toby, checkmate your turn to play Life is Strange. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. So I'm not a massive fan of kind of stealth games or um, that kind of like hide and seek kind of game. It gives me too much adrenaline, scares crap out of me. Um, and I played the first chapter and I thought to myself, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like it. And Toby's going to be so upset with me. Um, and uh, the more I played it, the more I just got engulfed into the story and I could not put it down. Um, I think it's a great game. I think all the chapters are long enough. I think um, I think the, the gameplay, I think the kind of combat is really cool. I, I really love the story. I really love the aspect of it all. It is performance-wise completely sound and it looks absolutely beautiful on PS5. Because um, I did see some gameplay on the PS4 and playing it on the PS5 on 50k TV. Oh, so good. Such a good game. And I'm so glad I played it. So thank you, Toby. But your move. <laughs> uh, and that's my game of the week. Very well done. I've I've not completed. Um, I got a bit bored. Where did you go? Oh, did you? Where did you go up to? Do you know when, like, you're in basically like the battlefield where there's lots of bodies and there's rats pretty much everywhere. Oh, you're right near the end, you know. I know. I just I just got bored of that bit. Yeah, we are. I, I think I missed a collectible. So yeah, they were a pain in the ass. So I um, I think I just like. Well, there's me platinum out the way with. I'm just going to give up. <laughs> so the pl- some later on in the game, the collectibles do get a little bit like that. Like you, you almost would miss them if you didn't check every single invisible wall around. Um, but I totally see what you mean. There was there was one level in particular where I was like, please end. And I think that's when you're in the university. And I was like, please end. Please just. I don't want to be in this bloody university anymore um but yeah no i can i can see how I'm, i do think it was a good time but you're so near the end sean you should just jump in and get back well, I think I, 
I've downloaded it on the PS5. I'll, I'll be giving yeah. it to I'll, I'll be giving it to go properly, and I'll be mm. making sure that I don't miss any collectibles because I do want the platinum trophy. <laughs> um, but I can't believe that Toby's not played Life is Strange. Oh, right. I I think it's crime. I think it's criminal. It's like it's like a game that's right up his alley. I know. That's the thing. I was really shocked when he was like, "Oh, I've seen it. I've never played it." And I was like, "Oh, ow, my heart." Well, next week, let's hope that Toby's Game of the Week is Life is Strange. Well, yeah. I mean, hopefully it's going to come to PS Plus in um, the wake of uh, Life is Strange True Colors. It's well, True Colors. Yeah, I don't yeah. know really because they're doing the whole remastered trilogy. Oh, they're doing the remastered thing, aren't they? Yeah. Well, Toby, you're just going to have to buy the whole remastered version and play all of them. Yeah. And like, get, get Life is Strange before the storm to... Yep. Get I actually all. admittedly haven't played two yet. I've played before the storm and I've played the first one, but I've not played two. I do need to play two. It's on my list. It's on two my list is yet. fantastic. Is it really? Yeah, two's good. It's not as good as the originals, but two is very, very good. See, I, I, there's there's parts of me that like the the second. So certain episodes of the second one I enjoy much more than anything in Before the Storm. Wow. Uh, some bits. It's the whole. Um, like brother dynamic, I guess I can mm. relate to that a little bit more than mm. college yeah. girls. Uh, I guess. <laughs> well, yep, you can't so. relate to two college best friends who are girls <laughs> in the same dorm and kind of fancy each other a little bit. <laughs> I just can't, I can't, I can't relate to that. I'm sorry. Um, just a bit outside my wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> fair, it's fair, it's fair. Good point. Okay, Miles, what is your game of the week? Uh, mine was um, Orcs Must Die 3. Um, so I got given it to review and I kind of had watched the trailer. I hadn't played either of the first two and I thought, yeah, this looks like a good time. I'm going to give it a good go. And I am thoroughly addicted to it. I literally like can't stop playing it. <laughs> um, so it's a, a tower defense type game, but it's also a third person kind of action game kind of rolled into one. So the idea is that you've got a series of levels and on each of them, you'll have like a gate or a series of gates that the orcs can enter from. And you get given a variety of traps, items, allied units, all sorts of stuff. And basically you have to make the best use of the space and the map design to stop the orcs reaching a set point. If too many reach the rift, then you fail and you start again. Um, and it's just such a fun time. So there are some levels, it's quite creative in how it kind of forces you to kind of get out of your comfort zone. So I'm quite like a conservative player on most games. So my like initial idea was just to trap, you know, the gates that they enter from and then kind of hope for the best. But the game kind of forces you at points where there'll be so many different entry points, you won't have enough coins to get enough traps to actually trap them all. So effectively, if you follow that tactic for more than the first couple of levels, you'll get wrecked. Um, and then there's levels where, for example, there's no ceiling space, so you can't put any ceiling traps on, or you might have like a really limited kind of floor space. So you have to make, you know, good use of the space that you do have. Um, there's really fun kind of tutorials and things online of setting up like these really incredible like kill boxes. So you kind of funnel all the orcs down a set path together at once, and then you just kind of set up a, like a shit ton of traps and you just watch the carnage happen. And it's great. It's just a really, really fun game. Um, but it's got a lot of strategy to it and a lot more depth than I ever expected it to. And it's got these things called war scenarios where the game throws literally hundreds and hundreds of orcs at you at once. And you get like ballistas, you get to set up like banks of archers, you've got a giant castle to defend. It's just awesome. It's really epic in scale and it just makes you feel like a boss. Um, that is until there's so much going on at once and there's so many enemies and so many units that the frame rate drops to about five and then you just watch as the game becomes like a series of screenshots instead of actually a game. 
Um, but even that was kind of funny because my archers wouldn't fire anymore because they couldn't animate because the game couldn't hack it. Um, so even the things that weren't good still made me laugh and I still enjoyed it anyway. And yeah, I just thoroughly recommend it. If you're into strategy games or, you know, that kind of tower defense kind of vibe, there's a load of different modes. There's like two campaigns. So there's kind of 23 levels in total over the two campaigns. Um, I've still got a load of traps and things to unlock, which I haven't unlocked yet. And I think I've sunk roughly around kind of 15 hours in and I can imagine I'm going to easily sink maybe double that again, just trying to complete it all and maybe go for the platinum. Yeah, great game. Really recommend it. It was great. That sounds right up my street. I find I find tower district defense games like some of the most stressful. <laughs> yeah. Like more stressful the horror games and for, like first person shooters and any kind of shooter really. I found find those games more stressful because I never feel like I can react fast enough to the change in in, in circumstances. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, everything you said about Orcs Must Die 3 sounds right up my alley. If it sounds like a strategy-style tower defense game I could get on board with. I have been tempted because the price is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good what, price for a game. For the amount of content you're getting and the amount that's in there and how fun it is to play, it's a really good price. And like you said, you know, the game there are going to be levels where you kind of get stuck for a bit as you try and figure out how you're going to adapt your regular play style. So like it's a couple of levels I got stuck on because I couldn't get my head around the fact that I couldn't use my favorite trap. And I was like, shit, how am I going to do this? Um, but then it feels really rewarding when you come up with a new strategy and learn like a new way to do it. And there are some levels where you get like halfway through and there's so much going on and you're already screwed. And then you kind of just have to resign yourself to the fact that you've lost. Um, but even that was, you know, Oh, I figured out where I've gone wrong. So even like the stressful parts, the game kind of encourages you to go maybe stop using that trap and actually maybe think about using something else and you know you can mix out your upgrades you can like refund all your points to upgrade different stuff for a different level so yeah even though like you said these games can be really stressful and this one isn't that different in that you know when it's chaotic and there's loads going on it becomes a mess um but like that really fun kind of ah screw it if i lose i'll just go again and see if i can fix it so yeah i think i think you'll have a really good time with it excellent I'm going to get it. Thank you. <laughs> right. You're most welcome. <laughs> My game of the week this week is called Bug Snacks. I know it's not a new game. It's something that I've wanted to play for a long time and I found a moment to play it. It's so my kids have been playing this game religiously since it came out. My eight year old has completed it four times. He is absolutely enamored by this game and I'd watched him play it a bit and kind of enjoyed what, I, what it is. I thought it was kind of like a pokemon game but actually it's not it's it's different it's it's much much different and i'm so glad that this game exists now because having played it and experienced it i understand why so many people thought this game stood out from the you know the other monster hunting and catching games because a there's an incredible amount of representation in this game there's there's gay couples there's lesbian couples there are straight couples but you know they're all grumbles you know or grumpuses or whatever they are and you know it's it's just a diverse cast of people everyone's different and it's it's a lovely cast of characters to get to know and also there's there's little bits of it that that touch on on mental health and not feeling strong enough and not wanting to be reliant on people and how actually together people are, are much stronger. And I understand now where my kid finds 
the love for this game because I mean, you know, the, the bug snacks themselves are lovely. You know, catching them is always like a little puzzle. You know, okay, this one's on fire. How the hell do I catch it? Because as soon as I try to set, catch it, it sets me on fire. But, you know, beneath all of the kind of the super, superfluous stuff that's on the top, you know, the actual gameplay, there's surprising narrative death to this game. And I'm I'm really happy that I spent, you know, nine hours playing it and, and getting a platinum trophy on it. I did every side quest. I catch, catched all of the bug snacks, caught all the bug snacks, and I just had a really good time with it. And... I'm really glad that I went back and played it. And if you haven't played it, I mean, if they gave it to me on PS Plus uh, for the PS5 bonus game towards the beginning of the PS5's life, if you if you redeemed that game and you've got a PS5 and you want to go and play it, I'd definitely give it a go. It's currently on sale on PS4 as well. So if you're listening to this and it's going up and you fancy something a bit different, it's definitely worth a go. You know, it's it's... It's one of those games that I would probably have counted in my top games of last year had I played it last year. I just didn't because it didn't seem like the kind of game that I would enjoy. And I was mistaken. You know, I made a mistake there because it definitely is a kind of game that I would enjoy. A great narrative, great gameplay, a nice world to get invested in, and a lot of hidden symbolic meaning to the narrative. And I'm really excited for whatever young horses do with this world moving forward because I do hope that they continue on with it. DLC to finish off the story, or maybe an entire other game. I would be on board with either. I would buy it day one. So yeah, that was my that was my game of the week. Nice. Wow. That intrigues me. me. I was going to say that really intrigues me. Uh, my friend who isn't really into kind of games, she just watches her partner play. She played Bug Snacks and she loves it. She absolutely loved it. And I just didn't know what to take. She was like, "What's?" Oh, she was like, "Sometimes it's a bit creepy because you, know, you eat this raspberry and then you turn into a raspberry and then you've got raspberry arm and you have to create, but." That narrative sounds really good. I wouldn't have expected Bugsnacks to have that kind of narrative that you've, you've described. Sounds like yeah. good. It's, it's one of those games that, like, I think that the original reason why my kids got into it was because it is a bit weird. You know, you catch these these animals and you give them to a, a character and they eat it and they turn into that, that fruit or vegetable <laughs> or food. You know, you turn people into, like, cans of soda or, uh, you know, barbecue burgers or tacos and it's incredible the things you can do. So you can choose what body part you transform into the food. So it's it's like they've obviously done a hundred different body parts um, for each food. You know, for every lower arm, lower upper arm, body, head, hair, ears, everything is customizable. And if, like on the surface, that's the reason why my kids get involved in it. You know, it's it's weird. I catch things, I feed them. But also underneath that, there's like this whole other subplot about consumerism and how, you know, you are what you eat. Um, so be careful what you eat kind of stuff. And it's it's a, it's a really cool game um, that I I wish I had played last year because I probably would have put it in my game of the year list. Well, you've inspired me because I was exactly the same as you. I redeemed it when I got my PS5. And I thought, oh, that looks kind of cute and funny and a bit odd, but I don't, I just never got around to playing it. And I think now I'm going to have to rectify that after hearing what you said about it, because it sounds really cool. Yeah, just just give it, so I'd, I'd started it like four times and got about half an hour in each time. And after that half an hour, things really start to open up. And it's, yeah, it just gets really good. <laughs> okay, so stick past the first 30 minutes. <laughs> I, won't, I won't spoil it for you. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Right, are you ready for a quiz? 
Always. Always. Okay. <laughs> this quiz is a little bit different, okay? Okay. So I got a bit bored of looking for like trivia questions, making up trivia questions and stuff. So I thought I'd try something a bit different. Um, so this quiz, I have 10 games and I have five facts about that, those games that I will read out in order. The facts get um, less obscure as I go down the list. Okay. And mm -hmm. for each fact that I read out, you both can buzz and you can both um, have okay. a guess at what the game is. If you get it right on the first fact, you'll get five points. If you get it right yeah. on the last one, you'll get one point. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do this. Okay. Can't so, get minus points. So I'm it's on fine. edge now. I'm on edge. <laughs> okay. So question one. The first fact is that this game was released in 1996. Pikachu! Cat? I mean, why not give it a go, Tomb Raider? No. Oh. Miles, do you want to have a stab at it? Oh, nice. Go on. Final Fantasy Seven. No. Mm. Do you know if you'd have got that, I'd have actually left it. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately quits. Okay, fact two. It was originally released as an N64 exclusive. Oh, it could be so many. I mean, technically, we could just keep having goes, couldn't we? Or we yeah, yeah. Out. Oh, okay. uh, Miles? Goldeneye. No. <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to just think, because all I can think of are now Nintendo exclusives. And I just... Okay, keep going. I'm not going to try and guess because I don't embarrass okay. myself. Uh, it was ported to the Nintendo DS in 2004. Miles? Uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time? No. Oh, oh my God, I have no idea. I have, not, I have not a clue. Okay, that's fine. Fact four. It is the highest selling N64 game. Cat? This isn't this isn't Mario Kart, is it? It's not Mario Kart. No, no. I was gonna <laughs> say. I was like, wow, I felt stupid. <laughs> I bet Ross or Greg are probably gonna be listening to I'm this or telling you they're gonna be like, yeah. what the fuck? Um oh um Miles. Um Banjo Kazooie. It is not Banjo Kazooie. Oh okay, and the fifth fact. It was the first Mario game to feature 3D visuals. Fight! Miles? Mario Galaxy? No! <laughs> Cat? Just 3D not just Mario and Luigi. <laughs> it was the first Mario game to feature 3D visuals. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Are you searching for this now? No. Yes, you are. Yes, you have, are. Have I'm, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting. Is it just called Mario 3D? <laughs> Cat? Are you looking at up, Mars? You're a cheater. No, I'm wondering if it was, is it Mario Sunshine? No. I can't. I don't know Mario well enough, to be fair. Go on, Cat. You've got to have a guess. I can't move Ooh. on. Is it not 
just like Mario Super Mario sixty four. Yes, it is. Mario. Oh, of course oh, it God. is. Of course it is. I was trying to think. I was like Mario, Mario, Mario. What's the other one for Mario and Luigi? What's the other one for Mario and Luigi? <laughs> oh and I was like, God. it's not called Mario and Luigi. Why is it not called? And then I just, it just literally came to me. Okay. I love the format, but that is not a good start. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question two. This game was released in 2019 for the PC, Xbox One, and PS4. 2019. I mean, to have a guess. Let's go. Cat? Fortnite. No. Fortnite. Miles? Call of Duty Modern Warfare? No. I can't be any Call of Duty's because they're all called the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> They've got bored of their own names and now they're just calling each other and it could be the 1999 one or whatever. Okay, fact two. It was globally published by Activision except for in Japan where it was published. Fortnite. Miles? Crash Bandicoot 4? No. Oh, Okay, fine. We're going to go with him. My purple little dragon. The Reignited Trilogy. No. Okay, fact three. It won Game of the Year at the Game Awards 2019. What? An, act, uh, an, an Activision, Activision game, game. Game of the Year? An Activision published game, yes. Ah. Oh, okay. I was trying to think. I was like, um... 2019, 2019. What was in 2019? That's too far away. I'm like <laughs> mid-20s dementia. <laughs> like... Okay, fact four. It stars a protagonist called Wolf. What? Is that Holloway? Cat? I mean, I don't know, but the only thing that I know of Wolf in it is the Wolf Among Us. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. In 2019. No, 2019 no. published by Activision. No, no, not as <laughs> no. if Activision would ever publish a game like that. No. Okay, Miles. I can't even think of what games Activision even publish anymore. Um, no. Okay, and the last fact: it was developed by From Software. Fact. Miles. Sekiro. Correct. Oh my god, was his name Wolf? I'd never played the game. Shit. Time <laughs> sink. Okay, question. So game three. I wonder how mad Greg is at us. And Toby as well. They both love that, like, <laughs> yeah, that game do. and that series. Like I'm a big fan of the Soulsborne. That's the one I haven't played. See, some of these questions were, were directly like attributed <laughs> to other people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I try to have an even spread across across all the genres. And uh, you know, when when Toby and Greg said they weren't going to be here, some of these are going to be a real struggle for you. So I'm yeah, sorry. I was going to say no, no with the quiz names. Like <laughs> to be fair, we're learning. I'm learning a lot of good facts. There you go. Okay. Go. Game three. This game was released in 2016 for the PC and PS4. Mm. Miles Horizon Zero Dawn No No, that didn't come to PC in 2016 <laughs> I just wanted to say it in case it was and it, <laughs> I, I actually would have been mad I'd be like, no, it's <laughs> 2016 No, I'm not even going to hazard a guess Okay, it launched on the Xbox One in 2018 Come on <laughs> 
Okay. Updates for this game have been called Companions, Exomech, and Visions. What is an Exomech? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Nope. It was nominated for the Best Evolving Game at the 2020 Game BAFTAs. Best Evolving Game. Oh! No, way too early. Never mind. (laughs) Way too early. (laughs) Love the excitement that you had there. I know. Okay, and last fact, it was developed by Hello Games. Oh! 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 No Man's Sky! No Man's Sky is correct. Well done. Oh yeah, I forgot it was PS4 exclusive at first. Yes, it was. Okay. Question four. This game originally began as an arcade driving game in 1999. An arcade driving game. I'm just going for guesses here, but Burnout Paradise. No. Miles? Driver? No. Okay. Because of its popularity, it was ported to the Sega Dreamcast. Minus four years old in that time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't, but... (laughs) Miles? Just going to say need for speed. Nope. Hmm... There used to be a game on the PS1 that I used to bloody love, and it just had a yellow car, a pink car, and a white car, and I have no idea what it was called. Uh, Thanks for that. Turismo. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> if you ever find out what that game is, let me know. <laughs> Let's say Gran Turismo. No. Okay, the game was later ported to the PS2, PC, and GameCube once Sega had left the hardware market. I'm learning that car games um okay the game is set in a san francisco-esque city environment oh was it the game the other day that someone mentioned that it was san francisco no okay well that's okay then and the final fact the Offspring and Bad Religion featured on the soundtrack. Damn, I wish I played this game. I don't have a clue, to be fair. My racing game knowledge is nowhere. Yeah. Okay, you both given up. It was Crazy Taxi. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, Christ. I'm a... There's going to be some very angry people listening to this podcast. Yes. And also, as well, like, this is literally <laughs> very, very going angry. out to the public. We should hang our heads in shame. <laughs> suck so bad. I'm so glad that you suck with me on this week. So Yeah. Especially the Sekiro one. I came second one's... last week. So, I mean, I'm not. This might be the lowest scoring quiz of all time. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we well win something. Us. Yeah, we're setting the standard. Okay, game five. This game was originally released in 2006 as an Xbox 360 exclusive. Miles? Halo 3. No. Uh, Did you say 2006? Yes. No, I know what it is! Is it... If you know what it is, is it because... No, it can't be. 
I think I know what it is. Okay, go on. Well, you can't. I can't have another go yet until the next fact. Okay, okay next fact. It is a third-person shooter. Fact! Miles? Is it Mass Effect? It's not. Dang. <laughs> A first person shooter. God, I'm so good at them. Third They're my favourite. Oh, third uh, person shooter. Third person, yeah. Uh, oh my god. Okay. Fact three an ultimate edition of this game was released on the Xbox One in 2016. Miles. Gears of War. Correct. Yes. Right. There we go. Okay. Uh, Question six. This game was launched in November 2014 for the PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and PC. So just every every console ever then? <laughs> Around at that time, yes. <laughs> was it November 2014, did you say? Yes. What was I playing? Okay, fact two. It was developed by Ubisoft... What did you say, 2013? Miles? Is it Assassin's Creed Unity? It's not. Oh, no. 2014, Kat. Oh, 2014. Is it any of the Assassin's Creed? <laughs> That's cheating. That sounds cheating. like a hint, which I won't give you. <laughs> okay, the- then, then my answer is Assassin's Creed Black Flag. <laughs> no. Um, fact three it won the award for best shooter at the 2014 game awards uh, Miles is it Far Cry 4 correct yeah it had to be one of those two series and you know when Assassin's Creed first okay this one's probably going to be a struggle <laughs> not that the other ones have not that the other yeah the other ones <laughs> really so far but more than the other ones that we've had okay question seven <laughs> this game launched in 2020 Yeah. Miles for Toby Final Fantasy 7 remake you if, do you know what, if that's right and you say it, I'm actually going to punch you through this microphone no okay oh, <laughs> I would have been a mic drop I'm out it would have been it would have been good it would have been good um uh I mean do you know like when you just go blank and you forget ever everything ever yes. like I feel like I've forgotten my name at this point any 2020 game just okay (laughs) fact two it is a ps5 exclusive currently miles i actually went a little i went a little bit too far on the gun there um demon souls no is it wait i need to buzz in wait because last time ross got that one before because i didn't buzz in yes cats is that bug snacks no that was a good show. Yeah. Uh, fact three: the game's first trailer was unveiled at the Game Awards 2019. Cat. Uh, um. Is it Sackboy? It is not. Oh, you got me excited there. <laughs> Miles. Godfall. Yes, correct. Oh. oh my god, yes. 
Well done. Uh, game eight. After a period of public testing, this game officially launched in November 2011. 2011. After public testing. Mm. Cat? I'll say PUBG. No. Because it looks that old. <laughs> <laughs> Miles? Um... Oh, damn, what was it called? Uh, the Elder Scrolls Online? Yeah, might be no. too early. No. Okay, fact two. C418 composed the music for this game. <laughs> no. Okay. Fact three. <gasps> no, wait. No, wait. No, wait. Cat? I'm just trying to think of other games like PUBG. <laughs> and... I want to say Minecraft. Correct. <gasps> well played. Well no, played. I didn't know if that was too early or not. I was like, mm, I don't know who C418 is. I just thought you were just saying random numbers. I'm not going to lie to you. I was just <laughs> trying to rack my brain. I knew that I wouldn't know the answer to any other thing. And I was like, public testing, public testing. It's exactly what I did with Among Us last week. And I was like, I'm going to buzz this in. I'm just going to do it. Just gonna well played. Okay, question nine. This game launched in 2019 for PS4 and a year later for PS5. Um, okay. Wait, wait, wait. my Pikachu. Pikachu! Cat? Is it Control? No. Oh, that's a good shout. Mm. Fact two. It has recently cleared 5 million units sold. No, that's too oh. Miles? Death Stranding. Correct. Oh, fair. Uh, and finally, question 10. Now, this this <laughs> question, I'm sorry. It's going to be for Greg, isn't it? Oh, it's going to be like boy. 50 years old. <laughs> it's going to be this niche fact. <laughs> uh, okay, this game was originally released in 1992 for the Amiga, but was originally made for the Sega Mega Drive. The Mega Drive version of the game wouldn't release until 1993. Wow. Fuck. <laughs> Miles? The Lion King. No. Can you imagine? <laughs> um, Street Fighter. No. Okay. Fact two. The game was developed by Delphine Software and published by US Gold. <laughs> um, no. Okay. Fact three. It was listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as the best-selling French game of all time. French? It's no, it doesn't hold that record anymore, just to point that out. I think... I think I know it. Hang on. Go, go only, on, Kat. But only... I'm going to take a... Because Delphine's French, isn't it? So, Prince of Persia. No. No! <laughs> Do you know what? I'd have been so impressed with myself. I'd have made myself win this quiz. I'd have been like, I win now. <laughs> okay. Question, uh, fact four. A remake of this game was created by developers VectorCell and it was published by Microids in 2013. No? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. And finally... Its sequel is called Fade to Black. 
I feel like I should know this. <laughs> There's something swinging in my brain somewhere. I don't know why. Cut out this whole quiz so we don't have to embarrass ourselves for the rest of our life in this job. Sorry, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, the second half was slightly more redeemable. Yes. Um, for you. <laughs> the game, the game is flashback. Oh. Uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, wouldn't have got that. Right, let's, so let's have a look who we've got. So Kat got one. Probably um, just one. <laughs> One. One. Oh, no, wait, no, but it's not just one. It has to no, be no, one. No. You, got, you, got, you got five. Okay, I'll do that. That's okay. more than... Yeah, so, okay. um, Miles got one, two, do, 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 three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, do, do, do. Yeah, you got loads. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thanks. I feel like if Toby or Greg were, were here, yeah, it would have been a while. See, this quiz was specifically designed for more players, and I'm sorry that it, <laughs> it was a good quiz. And fair play for making it because, you know, five facts per game, that can't be easy to to do. So it was an enjoyable really quiz. The, I did yeah, enjoy I really, it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the format. We should do this one yeah. again. Yeah, I mean, we sweat and I'm stressed. Like, but it's. <laughs> It was good, it was good. It's a fun stress. <laughs> Excellent. Right, let's get on with some news. There's not going to be any uh, both barrels this week because it's not been the biggest uh, news week. Uh, but I just want to run through. So we were, we had scheduled, and we might have mentioned it on social media and stuff, a, a podcast reaction to the EA Play Live, which happened this week, this last week, sorry. And um, we weren't able to complete that for various reasons, but... I just want to run through all of the announcements very quickly and then ask Kat and Miles what they thought of the presentation. Uh, so the first thing we got to see was The Sims 4 Cottage Living, which is the Japanese cottage style expansion for the game, which is uh, released now. Then we, once we got, we, we also had a, a FIFA 2022, whatever it is, sizzle reel about the whole new motion capture thing that they've got going on. Uh, once the actual thing had kicked off, we got a, a bit of a sizzle reel for Codemasters and for Formula One 2021. And then they announced their new game, which is Grid Legends, which is a combination of um, storyline narrative and driving game. Uh, we also had a new trailer for, a couple of trailers actually, for Apex Legends Emergence, uh, which includes a new character and a new expansion coming to the Battle Royale game. We also got a Lost in Random trailer, uh, which shows off the release date for the game, which is coming out on September 10th, 2021. This is Zoink's new game, and it looks very different from everything they've made previously, but also looks very cool. Uh, we had a new trailer from Knockout City. There's season two is coming, and there's going to be new balls, new stuff, new all the other kind of stuff that's new in a Battle Royale game style thing. We had a segment on Battlefield 2042, um, which showed uh, a new part, part, which will be Battlefield Portal, which will allow players to use different parts of different Battlefield games to create their own kind of matches and stipulations and different rules. And finally, we had the announcement that there is a Dead Space remake coming from EA Motive, and it's looking pretty cool. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be a next-gen exclusive on PC, so it's only going to be coming out on... Xbox Series, PS5, and PC. So it will be coming out on last-gen consoles. Uh, and that was it. 
So it was a, a reasonable conference, I would say. Uh, I think I was probably the most excited by it all by the end of it than anybody else on our Slack channel. But Kat, how did you find EA Play Live 2021? Yeah, I mean, I gave it I gave it a bash, like I said last week. Uh, EA normally only really do The Sims, Plants vs. Zombies. They'll do a co-op game occasionally, but most of their genre is uh, sports games, and I don't play a lot of sports games, but I did did watch it. And actually, yeah, like you said, Sims College looks cool. Um, it's an expansion, and it's already out, so that wasn't kind of news. Something that really took me was Lost and Random. Uh, that looked really creepy, really quirky. Kind of looks exactly kind of the the same kind of art style as it takes two. Everyone looks a bit clayy. Um, and I really liked uh, the combat style. I like how it's kind of done by a dice roll as well. I really like that kind of D&D type element to it. Um, so that caught my eye. Other than that, um, I thought Battlefield's defib, defibrillator mode looked hilarious. But I don't know if that would get old quite quickly. <laughs> But I think actually, you know, I'm not into Battlefield. I'm not into, I don't really kind of play that. I probably would enjoy it with the right people. Uh, but I think what they're doing with the game is incredible. The fact that they're taking really well old loved maps, you're able to kind of create and kind of change up, you know, who you're playing against, what you're doing, what kind of guns you can use and completely custom it. I think it's really cool for a new game to bring in when a game's been around for so long and you've got so many different versions of X, Y, and Z and you can play your favourites with, you know, really hyped up graphics and Germans and, you know, just pick your side. And I think that was that was sick. So that was cool to see. Um, the rest of it, I was a bit like, yeah, cool. Like Apex Legends, never played it. Um, Codemasters had a really cool soundtrack I've put in my notes. <laughs> um, but other than that, I think my I got my eye on Lost and Random. I thought that was pretty good. So I didn't think it was a bad showcase at all. Um, I think it gave a little bit of everything. And then, yeah, we'll see. See how many loot boxes and paywalls they, they bring up with all of those games. But nice. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I believe that the um, the soundtrack that you're referring to was Idols, which uh, they've been used in a lot of game trailers recently. So the nice. new session trailer also had the Idols in it. And Toby Toby was like screaming that he hated it. Um, but they are one of my favorite bands currently. Yeah. So, uh, sounded banging. Yeah. Got me a very politically motivated band, too. Worth a listen. I'll check them out. Uh, Miles, what did you think of the uh, EA Play Live 2021? Um, pleasantly surprised. Um, the big highlight for me was going to be Dead Space, which I'll get onto in a second. But um, I thought Battlefield 2042, um, I've been quite openly skeptical and a little bit critical of the fact that it's going to be a multiplayer-only game. It didn't sound like it was going to release with a huge amount of content when they first kind of announced it and showed it off. Um, so for £70, I was thinking, hmm, I'm not really sure on this at all. But the portal mode looks awesome. And I think what EA are doing and what DICE are doing here is it's a real kind of love letter to the fans because with both Battlefield 1 and 5, they either released with a kind of controversy around them or they were kind of um, at loggerheads with um, quite a few elements of the community and the games have been criticised quite fairly for becoming a bit overly simplistic and a little bit too arcadey. Um, and it looks like with this, they're really kind of going back to what the community and the fans actually want to see from Battlefield. I've dabbled in quite a few of them. I don't play them religiously. You know, I'm not, you know, a massive fan, but I do tend to dive into them and have a really good time with the multiplayers. And um, I skipped Battlefield 5. Um, was Battlefield 5? Yeah, Battlefield 5. Um, just because it just looked like another one and I just wasn't really bothered to play it. But seeing the portal mode and everything that they're introducing with this one, the size of the maps, the scale of the battles you can have, 
Um, obviously mentioned the defibrillator kind of battle that they showed off. And I just like the idea of picking different areas and different kind of sides against each other and mixing up the kind of rules of engagement. I think it looks really, really fun, actually. And provided that the monetization isn't too um, overwhelmingly kind of in your face, I think it might be a game that I might be having a look at. Maybe not at launch, but it's a game which I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of fun with. Um, so, yeah, I was quite pleasantly surprised with that one. I think they've kind of changed my mind a little bit towards it. I thought Lost Lost in Random, was it called? Um, I thought that one actually looked really, really interesting and like a really fun little game. And it's got a quite a cool aesthetic and a different kind of gameplay style. It's not a very traditional kind of EA game in that way. And, um, yeah, I actually really like the look of that. So it's one I'll keep an eye on. Don't really care for Apex. I do play FIFA, but I don't buy them when they come out because I just think they are kind of reskinned usually every year. Um, but the new technology they're using is probably going to add some elements to it, but I don't really think it's worth kind of a full price investment for another one. Um, and then my big highlight was Dead Space. Um, I absolutely adore the Dead Space series. We've spoken about it on previous pods before. Um, so this was the one that I was, you know, coming to this you know, kind of play to, to see what it was going to be. I was a little bit disappointed we only got a very short trailer it looks amazing graphically they've really captured the aesthetic and you know they're, re they're kind of rebuilding it all from the ground up so you know it looks amazing and i think on the next gen consoles the idea of playing that horrifying experience all over again is so daunting but so appealing all at once and i can't wait to just kind of jump back in and see what they've done with it i, I think it's going to be a day one for me provided what they show off beforehand shows that that you know they're just rebuilding the game um, I think I read something earlier today that apparently they're going to put in a little bit of extra kind of design into some of the levels or they're going to add a section that they had to cut out originally because of technical limitations. So it sounds like they're going to do it a bit like Demon's Souls where they're just going to kind of flesh out, you know, what already is there, but they're not going to add anything particularly new, just kind of build up exactly what was there originally and then kind of add anything that they didn't get to, to kind of implement the first time around. Um, yeah. But yeah. It was announced today that they are going to add content that they had to scrap and they are going to introduce aspects that were introduced later in the series. So obviously, uh -huh. as the gameplay evolved from one to two to three, it got easier to play more. Yeah. So uh, I imagine they're going to try and build that online. But also, this is a ground up remake. This isn't you yeah. know, a remaster. This is a complete rebuild. So, yeah. you know, it's going to be it'll be the things that we remember but you know the way that we remember it rather than the way that it actually was so <laughs> yeah can't wait for that absolutely and i like the couple of nods like even like the choice of like the soundtrack um you know the, it's pretty iconic from the first one with the the kind of woman singing in the background the the child's song and even like the cut off their limbs or whatever it was kind of student blood on the wall like it was nice that they put in a couple of nods and you know as a kind of returning fan who's hoping that ea don't really mess this one up it was nice to see that they're really going back to the source material and like you said they're obviously rebuilding it all from scratch but yeah it looks like they're going to capture the aesthetic and the idea of playing this at kind of 12 o'clock at night you know headphones on lights off it oh i can't wait for it i'm really excited and yeah i just hope they do it justice so yeah i thought it was pretty good i would have liked to have seen a little bit more of dead space but i guess it's still quite early but yeah other than that i think they've um done a solid enough job what about you sean what did you think I was really impressed with the whole thing, to be fair. Like, I aren't much for Knockout City, but, you know, that exists, and I'm sure the people that are playing this are going to be happy. Uh, the FIFA trailer was fine. You know, it's FIFA. I just wish... I wish they'd learn from from what um, the rest of EA are doing, because 
with FIFA, sorry, with F1 2021, they've introduced this breaking point mode, which is like a narrative mode. And then obviously Codemasters have seen this as a way forward and they're developing Grid Legends. And that game was probably the highlight of the show. I know, I know not many people are going to be that interested in a driving game when you've got Dead Space on the show and Apex Legends, which is, you know, one of the biggest Battle Royale games. But for me, Grid Legends was the kind of one that stood out as a, okay, this is absolutely in my wheelhouse because I like the FIFA journey mode where you, where you give a purpose to the gameplay that's not just a competition. You know, for me, when you give the gameplay a story, I'm much more engrossed in it. And that's what they've done for FIFA and that's what they've done for F1. So I'm looking forward to seeing this this uh, Grid Legends because it looked like a lot of fun. There was lots of different vehicles like uh, big rigs and you know sports cars. So it just looked really, really fun. Um, I'm just really glad that that got announced because um, I'm just glad that Codemasters is being allowed to stretch their wings and do things that... Because I know a lot of, a lot of people kind of crapped on some stuff that Codemasters have done, but they, they always try and do stuff that's a bit more refreshing bit more out there um you know with the dirt games and stuff you know they're always trying to innovate and make things better within their own stable and the f1 games have been progressively getting better apart from last year's which i thought was a bit of a stopgap because of covid obviously and there was no f1 season to emulate last year so yeah i just everything everything hit the mark for me in that presentation um i think the dead space trailer was brilliant i i was really hyped that so i had a I had prior knowledge that this was going to get announced. Um, I didn't take any of the excitement out of for me for watching, you know, Isaac's back light up from the bottom to the top. When when you get that scene when he's at that desk and the plasma cutter, you know, the, the light bar goes up on his back and you're like, yes. And then I thought to myself, I cannot wait to play this game on PS5 with the adaptive trigger and the speaker in the controller. Because this is something that we never had in a dead space. Was like there are features that exist on the new consoles, which if they use them right, will blow everyone's socks off. I mean, can you imagine having like a plasma cutter where you can pull it halfway and it'll spin like the plasma cutter, like horizontal, and then you know, or having both triggers different uh, sides, so you could basically pull it all the way through a resistance to flip it sideways. There's so many things that they could do with the, the dual sense controller that I am. Absolutely hyped for that game now. Just imagine the saw blade using the haptic feedback. Oh god, yeah. Oh my god, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just the 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 possibilities with this game now. You know that it. I think the story, everything else, doesn't need to change. I'm I'm happy they're going to put cut, cut content in there, but honestly, I'm just I'm just hyped to see what they can do with that because it's iconic. You know, it is one of the best survival horror games of all time, even now. And you know the, the sound design. Can you imagine how good the the like dynamic sound is going to be with like the PS5 and the Xbox One, the Dolby, the stuff that we didn't have back then. And, it, and even back then, the sound was good. You know that was one of the most terrifying things when you're walking through, like when you're out in the space and everything's dulled, you can't hear anything. And then one of the goddamn necromorphs walks up behind you because you never saw it coming, you never heard it. 
<laughs> it was always those bomb necromorphs, wasn't it? They climb out of a vent like up in the up in the roof, like next, like to your left, like yes. behind you, and then they just like launch you, but they'd scream first, so you'd have like the panic of oh fuck, I'm dead here, <laughs> and then you just blow up into a million pieces, and you're like brilliant, I get to start that all over again, and now I'm having a panic attack. Nice one. Yeah, so I'm really hyped for everything that's going to be going on with this. Um, I think it was a good showing for me. Eh? I'm glad it wasn't during E3 because I think it would have got lost in the mix. Uh, I think they did the right thing by putting it back till now because um, they've just managed to build up enough hype for the games that they've announced. So, yeah, uh, a good a good showing all in all. Uh, right, shall we move on? Our next topic is games we're looking forward to for the rest of 2021. And um, this is kind of going to take over from like, because there's not that much news, we're just doing a bit of an opinion piece. So uh, I'm going to ask Kat. Kat, what are, are three games or up to three games that you are looking forward to for the rest of 2021? Mm, this is hard, isn't it? Because there are, it's hard and it's not hard because it seems that like with all the dates being pushed back and, and stuff like that, it's just like, what are we going to get this year? that might get pushed back um don't worry so about delays my, if, my... if it's announced for this year right now we'll take it yeah if it gets okay. delayed it gets delayed okay so i guess my first one is obvious because it doesn't have a date yet <laughs> and that would be horizon forbidden west um what the hell are you doing get a date on it for god's sake we know it's going to be next year now but <laughs> Well, we don't know that for sure, but I can guess. We can guess, can't we? So, obviously, PlayStation have announced their kind of next state of play that's coming in a couple of weeks' time, um, which I can imagine is probably from the backlash of not releasing any Horizon or God of War stuff. Um, but, yeah, I'm psyched. I mean, ever since that, it sucks, really, because when they did the Ratchet and Clank state of play, Ratchet and Clank came out, like, four weeks later or something like that, and so the hype was there. It was like look how great this game looks and look how soon you're going to get it. And I'm really trying to hold on to the fact that that's not going to get lost with me is like, you know, remembering how good Horizon is and then having to suffer another 10, 11, 12 months. So that's my first one. That's number one. I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, my second one is Stray. Um, so Annapurna have got a showcase coming up in the next couple of days, I want to say. It's, um, I don't know if it's exactly, I think it's the 29th, uh, which I will be watching because there is stray gameplay. And I am really excited about being a cat. I am a cat, but I'm excited to be the animal cat um, because that is sick. I mean, who doesn't want to be a cat, you know? Um, and something that I'm really excited to come out, but it's only out in, and we don't know anything really about Stray at the moment. We just know it looks like a very cyberpunky esque thing. And I'm just double checking that this isn't already out because I don't think it is. I know it's in beta at the moment. Um, oh no, it is already out. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I was going to say Borders Gate Free, but well, whatever. Um, so I guess I will then say. Um, mm, well, we don't know when Gotham Knights is coming out, do we? Is it definitely this year or is it next year? I think it's we don't know. pushed back till next year. Well, well, I'll keep them because Hogwarts Legacy has also been pushed back. God of War has also been pushed back. So I guess my third one would probably be something that's coming out quite soon. And that's Keena Bridge of Spirits. 
I'm really excited for Kina. I don't know why. I remember watching it in the State of Play last year and I remember thinking that looks cute as hell. And it kind of does look like a very cartoony like Horizon-esque game, doesn't it? Um, it follows, you know, a young girl who's trying to help what looks like spirits. Um, and I'm I'm really excited for it. She's got to defend herself from, you know, monsters and things like that. And it looks just looks gorgeous. It looks like an absolutely awesome kind of world um and that's supposed to be coming like in august and that will be really exciting i think uh toby's in mark to review it so i'll be very much looking forward to to reading his review because i am psyched for it so yeah those, those are my games hopefully horizon comes out this year um stray which we know is coming out this year but well, we, we don't know no one knows no one knows anything but we hope it is coming out this year um well, we haven't got a date yet, but hopefully we'll get a date um, on the showcase. Um, but just spirits. Yes, me. Good trio. Yeah. It's a very good trio. Solid, solid trio. <laughs> well done. Thank Miles, you. What, have, what three have you got in your list? Or up to three. You don't have to say three, but you can if you want. I actually had more than three, so I had to cut mine down. Same, um, same. <laughs> there was just so many I'm looking forward to. Um, so I settled on Deathloop, number one, because I love Arcane Studios. We've talked about it multiple times on the pod. We're sick of seeing the game in terms of gameplay trailers. We've had a billion of them. I just want to get the thing in my hands, and I just want to play the crap out of it. Um, so I'm super excited to play that one. My second one, and I'm surprised Kat didn't say this, is Life is Strange, True Colors, and the Remastered Collection. Um, I'm 100% going to buy the Ultimate Edition and just suffer all Damn, of what an idiot I am. Why didn't I, I say that? Well, it's because I have too many. Is that, the thing is, that's still quite far away. <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, but yeah, I'm just I'm really excited to jump in. You know, the original Life is Strange and Before the Storm. I know, obviously, Sean, you mentioned you prefer number two, but for me, number one came at like a time in my life where it just massively resonated with me and it's one of my favorite games of all time and before the storm i thought was just a perfect prequel because it absolutely enhanced the original in so many ways um and i'm excited to see what they can do again with true colors um like you sean i actually really did like life is strange too i thought they did a really good job with that one um and i thought before the storm was excellent too so yeah life is strange two colors absolutely going to be playing the hell out of that and then my last one was back for blood which is due for release, I think, October or November time, if I'm right. Um, you know, four-player, co-op, shooting zombies, blowing stuff up, setting things on fire. It's just my jam, you know? Anything that just involves carnage and chaos and online just blowing shit up is always going to be fun. So, yeah, settled on those three. I've got two which are kind of similar in Deathloop and Back for Blood, but, yeah, I'm just looking forward to jumping in and see what they've got and i want to give a shout out to to diablo 2 resurrected it looks fun as hell and i really hope i get to play that one as well so yeah those are my three another good three you stole a couple of mine there so i've been quickly trying to find some backups because i, I kind of shredded my list earlier <laughs> um so the first that i wanted to call out was uh skatebird if that comes out this year i'm pretty sure it is going to release this year skatebird is a game about a, a a bird that skateboards and it's a project that's been created by some of my favorite developers um one of the writers um is one of my favorite developers of all time he has been involved in most of the projects um that i've enjoyed and it's, it's it pops up in all kinds of random places um and i just can't believe that they've they've developed they've like given skatebird a plot 
So <laughs> um, I'm just really ha- ha- happy that this game is finally going to come out because it feels like it's been in development for ever. And I, I played it a couple of years ago at Rezzed, um, and what I played felt great. You know, it's it's not like a high like a high budget skateboarding game. It feels like more of a down to earth like physics based skateboarding game with a bird. And I can't describe how charming a combination that is, because it's it's very cool. The second game I want to talk about is called The Forgotten City, which releases on July 28th. Uh, so is that this week? This is this week, in a couple of days, in fact. So The Forgotten City was originally a mod for a different game. I can't remember what game it was. But basically, you play in a loop. You play as an archaeologist that's been dragged back to, I think it's Rome. Um, but basically, in this, in this small town where you end up, um, everyone has been turned to gold. And you arrive shortly before this happens. And basically, anybody who sins in this town, who breaks a rule, um, condemns the entire town. So the entire city gets turned to gold if anybody breaks the rules, if anyone sins. And it's your job to basically uh, interrupt everybody's cycle so that they can get through this loop without... Um, causing somebody to break a rule and to, to condemn everybody to turn into gold. Now, it's it's a really cool concept. I mean, it's been done, you know, a, a number of times now, but I think this is the best use of the kind of time loop that I've seen in quite a long time. Um, it's, got, it's got a very cool aesthetic, and I'm just really looking forward to it. Uh, it sounds like something that I would be very into. Now, my third game. What can I pick for my third game? Thanks, Miles, for stealing all my, my games. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not even not even sounding sorry. No, okay. I'm not. <laughs> the third game I want to talk about is called Recompile. Again, I played this a couple of years ago. I think it comes out next month on all of the consoles and PC. It's a very aesthetically pleasing game about where you play as a computer program that's uh, out to defeat some viruses. And it looks it looks very, very cool in action. Go, go give the trailer a look for it. Um, it's got uh, 36 days of stat- static uh, doing the si- the soundtrack. Um, sorry, is it 12, <laughs> 12 days of static? Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, it just looks like a really cool game. And I played it a couple of years ago. The developer's a really cool guy. And I just, it's, it's kind of like a platformer, but with puzzle elements and also some combat. It just looks like the, the whole deal. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing that come out now because it's been in development for a long time again and it just looks like one of those games I could really get excited about. Okay, so that was that for that topic. Now, we need to address something that's happened in the video game industry this this week. Um, the one big piece of news that's, that's been circulating this week is about Activision Blizzard and how the, the state in America has bought a class action lawsuit against Activision Blizzard because of systemic failures um, of, of the company to deal with uh, sexism and abuse within that workplace. And it comes in a week when, you know, the, the, there's been positive strides made for equality during the week. You know, we've had the inclusion of women's football in Football Manager for the first time. 
that's been announced and you know that sports interactive are going to take a massive hit financially just to get this happening but they're going to do it because it's the right thing and i know this is a small step compared to what's been going on at, at blizzard but you know certain parts of this industry are certainly moving in the right direction but there are certain parts of this industry that are definitely not and i'm not going to describe some of the allegations that have been made because i found them distressing and i think pretty much everyone in our slack was pretty disgusted at some of the, the, the behavior that's been happening now all of our slack was disgusted at the um behavior when people got to read it and but we don't want to talk about it just in case it triggers people but wanna i just want to say that we are in support of everyone who's a survivor of this situation and that we support diversity. I know that we are predominantly a male-driven website. That isn't through lack of trying. You know, Kat is now part of the team and we appreciate her being on board and the quality that she brings to the team. And we have in the past tried to gain, you know, more diverse applicants when we had spaces in the team. Um, it's just that we've been unlucky, I think. But, you know, we, we do support and we are an ally and we're going to try harder with this. Personally, I'm going to avoid, and I'm not going to make this call for the rest of the team, but personally, I'm going to avoid Activision games, um, and I'm not going to review or write any news about them uh, until the situation gets sorted and there is a an appropriate action taken by Activision Blizzard. And I'm going to do whatever I can. And I know that's small, but I think... You know, I think if we all pull in the right direction, we can make positive change in this industry because it needs to happen. How are we in 2021 when 50% of all gamers, and I'm not just talking mobile games, I'm not talking, you know, particular game genres, I'm talking all games, 50% of all gamers are female and the industry does not treat them as equal partners in the development of games. And it's not good enough. So that's that's what I wanted to say. I don't know if Miles or Kat want to add anything to that. Yeah, I think I just want to reiterate kind of exactly what you said. I think you've absolutely nailed it. I think the things I kind of read through um, kind of excerpts of the lawsuit, like you said, some of the examples and some of the things that have been levied against, it's it's just unbelievable, like genuinely shocking and vile. And the worst thing is it's not even that shocking because... You know, you think of what's been going on at Ubisoft and I think there was one with Riot Games as well. This isn't just a, a one-off. This isn't just a, a one studio, one publisher. This is quite universal across a lot of different organizations and video games. And it's it's awful to think that, you know, this industry is, is booming, you know, as an entertainment industry. It's the largest. It's above, I think, movies and, and TV, I think, as well. And it's just incredible to think that there is so much potential in this industry and that you know, if you're female or you're from a diverse background that somehow you get to be treated as though you're not worth anything. And I think it's shocking, especially when you pile on the fact that the industry is already grappling with things like crunch and unhealthy working hours and expectations and, you know, QA testers being under, you know, zero hour contracts. You know, it's just shocking to think that people are having to work in these kind of conditions. And then you see what's come out about Activision and it just makes you think, how can people be getting away with this and how can there be no accountability for that? And I think it's just awful. Like you said, you know, more and more women are getting, you know, and 
people of diverse backgrounds are all getting involved in games and you're seeing so many games make so many positive strides forward and these companies are trying to you know present themselves as being allies and being part of that movement and actually then you hear all this happening in the background and it just makes you wonder how they can kind of sit right with themselves knowing that all of this is going on and then refusing to take responsibility while also you know framing themselves as being part of this progressive movement and i think it's just shocking it's absolutely shocking and awful and i think like you said we've all got to do our part to try and improve it because i don't think words are quite enough anymore when these companies are doing this and these heads and ceos are not taking accountability for what's going on in their studios um so yeah i completely agree with everything you said and completely reiterate it as well thank you miles yeah um Oh, I got too much to say about this being female as well and being in this game industry. That I think you can hear it in my voice. I'm I'm just mad and I'm just so heartbroken that it's still happening in 2021. And the thing is, as well, I, I want to be careful with my words as well and, and articulate it the best way I can. And I definitely want to do my research on this and I'd love to write something and I will write something on this because I think it's important to continue to talk about it. But what is even more important is that sorry isn't enough anymore it's 2021 and we as females put enough pressure on ourselves I'm sure like everybody does in a job or in you know in a hobby they really really want to be good at and let alone then to have that anxiety and that pressure founded but not only founded in your ability but or your you know you know judgment of your ability to be be founded in sexual assault someone died because they took their own life because of actions like this and I cannot imagine you know growing up the way that I grew up around games games is my whole life at one point I even wanted to do a PhD in gaming and and mix it in with mental health which is you know my current job and I can't imagine you know waking up one day and getting my dream job Activision or PlayStation or Sony or whatever at Ubisoft and and then needing to take my own feeling like I need to take my own life because the support isn't there and things are coming through now you know even apparently the statement isn't enough on of the seriousness of what's happening and a thousand Activision employees have now signed this petition to actually readjust the original statement because apparently that doesn't cut it still and I think that's awful that people have chosen to stay silent or they've said you know oh I didn't want to say anything because of repercussions I didn't want to do this I didn't want to do that and it's just that judgment you know, and like I was going back to earlier, you know, even joining finger guns, nobody's ever in my life made me feel, none of you guys have ever made me feel like I'm less than any of you, but females are very aware that we're entering what is in hypothetical fingers, you know, a man's world. And it is very much like, well, if I get a quiz, and these are kind of some of my thoughts, if I get a quiz week wrong, is it because I'm a girl? But if Miles gets it wrong, is it just because he just doesn't know that game? And it's just that instant bias that people might hold. And it just makes me so sad that it just makes me so angry that we're in 2021 and it has been happening for a long time. And then you have the reports of Ubisoft coming out a couple of years ago and Activision stood back and said, yeah, that probably happens here, but oh, well, like, like what? Like these are human beings. These are people who are working just as hard, you know, where, where what are we doing like to even allow this to happen and then you know people writing statements and people there are people who are saying they're part of it and they're just too exhausted to even stand up now because they have been beaten to you know hypothetically literally you know mentally and physically about the last 
however long they've lived for this. And I'm completely with you, Sean. I'm not going to touch Activision. They could drop Spyro tomorrow and I wouldn't give a fuck. Um, because a statement of sorry and, you know, a million pound fine doesn't take back that that woman's life and it doesn't take back the assaults and the mental abuse that people have in their offices you know no one should ever turn up to work in an office with their lunch on their dream job and have you know a cubicle where don't go near that guy because he's probably going to sexually assault you and it just be that that's just Monday you know let alone it just being Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday for everybody and stand by absolutely everybody I just feel sad and I feel sorry that that this is happening still in 2021 and it's been happening for X amount of time and people are coming forward and it's just not enough it's just not enough for the people who have experienced that mental torture or that physical torture that salt and have it be office banter office banter is throwing a pen and it hitting the floor in a stupid way or office banter is accidentally stapling your own hand office banter is not slapping someone on their ass and saying oh get in my cubicle or whatever you know those those details of of what's happened horrific details and the thing is this isn't even normal sexual assault I say normal sexual assault I don't mean it in a normal I mean like this is people dying and people being really that's crime literal crimes are happening under people's noses and nobody seems to care until there's a class action lawsuit and that just makes me so sad and it makes me so angry because we put enough pressure on ourselves, let alone actually be founded in people's work. And I'm sure that's the same for men as well. I'm sure it happens to men too in in even the gaming industry. Or the, but yeah, I, I I could go on for hours and I'm just not going to. Um, but it sucks. I'm not going to cover Activision either. I, I don't know what I can do more and I want to. And, you know, if you do feel that way, then get support tell somebody speak up or if you don't feel like you can speak up just get support for yourself um but I'm so done with gaming industry this coming out I'm just so done with it like why why (laughs) when like Miles is saying that it's bigger than movies now I you go on TikTok and there's a girl called Amelia and she is the I think she's like the best game scorer on um cod she's got the best wins or something like that and the abuse that she gets this isn't just in a corporate standpoint this is biases across parties and uh, you know across player bases as well and like you were saying sean it isn't just you know the typical games typical genres or i play golly games and blah 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 it's across all the genres and this these women are getting harassed or being made oh it's your brother playing oh it's you're not playing you know oh blah blah blah. and just thank you to everybody who's ever stood up for females thank you to everyone at finger guns who's allowed me to come in and you know be part of the team and I just hope that it changes it needs to change quickly and radically and sorry isn't enough and a fine isn't enough I just hope it gets sorted soon okay it's gonna I was going to add as well, Kat, you know, when you look at the statements that the Activision higher ups have released since, you know, in some ways they're even kind of criticizing the fact that the lawsuit exists. And some of them have just been so nonchalant and so kind of, you know, they've just downplayed the fact that these things are happening. And I think actually, if this lawsuit goes through and it ends up leading into a more thorough investigation, you know, you wonder what's even going on that hasn't even been put into this yeah. this lawsuit. And 
I think this is needed. You know, I know, like you said, it's it's horrible that it takes a class action lawsuit to get these kind of things rolling and to get these things exposed. But I kind of hope now that with what's happened at Ubisoft and now what's happening with Activision, that now that these lawsuits are going ahead and people are starting to come out and be willing to, to out this, hopefully it is going to expose a lot more of that stuff and then actually lead to people being made accountable for it like they should be. And I think that's even part of the problem is that if you think, if I, you know, if it was happening in our work, you know, I'm not afraid to say that I work for the NHS. If it was happening in the NHS and I didn't, and it might do, it might still be, I can only speak for my job. I can only speak for who I am and where I work. But if it was happening for me and I didn't feel like my boss was going to take it seriously, of course I wouldn't. There would be so much that, that would that's part of the problem that boss is part of the problem these CEOs are part of the problem the administration that guy that they hired from Trump administration who was a bully is part of the problem you should never because you didn't experience it you can never ever ever downplay on or shrug off someone's experience just because of x y and z and I think that that would need a complete overhaul I think the fact that you're people are even criticizing there is a lawsuit why shouldn't there be a lawsuit and a class action one as well it, it isn't just one these are thousands of employees hundreds of employees speaking up about just awful stuff and I hope it does go nuclear for them I, they deserve it because why 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 would you why would you brush that off as as normal Monday or Tuesday behavior we're people like what what that just blows my yeah. mind this this is what this is what reeks for me this this has come to life because of a class action lawsuit but obviously these companies have internal processes yeah people and have probably been speaking out for a long time and it's, it's been exactly shushed. exactly and this, that's what makes me so angry this this is this is where we get when we have an industry where that is is ruled by men. You know, we have a CEO that was that was leading that company for a decade. He 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 created the company, and he's he's saying sorry now because he didn't know what was going on. And mm. I just I just don't believe. I don't get that. I don't buy that for a second. I don't believe for a second that for a decade that he didn't know what was going on in his studio. And I just want to, if you're if you're listening to this, I know this this podcast is very tonally jarring because we've had a laugh and now we you know we're talking about something very serious. But also, I just want to ask as as like a call of action, basically, if if you if you could think of ways that finger guns can use our privilege. So you know we are a predominantly male-run site. Uh, obviously, Kat's on board, and we're brilliantly thankful for her work and effort that she puts in. But if there's anything that you think that we as a team can do to help in any way, then get in contact. You can get us on hello at fingerguns.net or you can DM us. Or if you want to do it anonymously, you know, we can we can set something up. Also, I just want to say if you ever see us working with somebody who you know, so we, we do our best. We we think we have a finger on the pulse of the industry. You know, we 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 cover the trends we understand what's going on but we can't be everywhere and we are soon to be starting to do some other things in in our kind of scope that we will be talking to and reaching out to more people if you ever see us working with somebody you know is one of these people who's perpetrated who is an who is sexist misogynist racist any anything that you think is okay this is a bad character let us know, please, so that we don't work with these people. You know, 
you can get us on Twitter, Facebook, our email. You can get us hello at fingerguns.net or you can email me directly at sean at fingerguns.net. Just email us or, and, and, or message us however you can just to let us know just what what people we're working with because we, we know we will vet as best we can. But obviously some of these things are behind closed doors and we would appreciate it if you could let, let us know so that we don't work with people and we can start working with these people. And also I'd like to add to that, Sean, if it's okay, if, if anybody is being impacted by any kind of abuse in their workplace um, and they feel like they need support, I'm happy to give some resources and some links of places that can help you anonymously or they can help you just alone just to gather that support as well um, whether that be for the NHS whether it be private whether it be you know a website whether it be resources anything that you feel that you need to support yourself um, mental mental health wise about anything that's going on even if you know even if it hasn't happened directly to you but you're still impacted you know just as valid as anybody else um, please get in touch and maybe we can pop it on the Twitter or something some resources to help but yeah, do that too. Okay. Thank you for listening through that. Um, and I hope we can help in some way. Um, we did have another co- topic, but I'm going to skip it because I don't think, I don't think we should talk about it this week. Um, so I'm just going to go on to what's releasing this week. Um, so if you're, if you're listening to this on the day that it goes up, um, a couple of games are releasing today. So on July 27th, we've got Nightbook. Uh, an FMB game from Wales Interactive uh, and Blight, Blightbound from Devolver, um, which is like a side-scrolling action game. Also out on the 27th is Splitgate, which is uh, Arena Warfare, which I believe is like some kind of multiplayer quantum game where you have multiple players and multiple characters all controlled by the same person. And also on the 27th is Samurai Warrior 5, which will have a review up uh, post-haste. Toby is currently working on that as we speak. And also on the 27th, Tribes of Midgard, which one of you has to play with me, okay? I will. I, I, yeah, I will. It looks banging. Tomorrow is, is a very, very busy day because also on the 27th, uh, we have Clone Drone in the Danger Zone, uh, which is a PC game that's done really well. It's just coming to consoles. And also on the 27th, The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which reviews came out for today, and it is a banger of a visual novel by all accounts. Also tomorrow, Microsoft Flight Simulator is hitting the Xbox Series consoles, and Neo, The World Ends With You, another game where the reviews came out today. Um, some great reviews there too. It's hitting the PS4, Switch, and others. Also out on the 27th, wow, this is a day, um, Yonder the Cloud Catcher Chronicles releases on PS5. It came out on PS4, I think it was two years ago. It's got a PS5 version. Uh, okay, on July 28th, we have The Forgotten City, which I talked about earlier, and Chernobylite, which is that um, Chernobyl-based survival game, is hitting PC. And also Trigger Witch is coming out on consoles and PC, which is like a, an old-school shooter-style game. July 29th, we have Skydrift Infinity, which is like a flying game. Uh, Trigger Witch is hitting the Switch on the 29th. And there is a, a furry game called Fuga Melodies of Steel. If you like your anthropomorph- anthropomorphic characters, um, anthrop- that word where, you know, it's like a 
animal but with human characteristics uh give this game a look um it looks very very cool it's an rpg looks fun also coming out on the 29th is eldest souls uh and the ascent and omno which i believe cat is going to be reviewing on release date I am so excited. Yeah, apparently it's going to come on release date and then I'm going to get a review at ASAP so you can all see the wonders because it looks incredible. Um, yeah, really excited for that. Awesome. On the 29th... Oh, sorry. I've just closed my thing. Okay, on the 29th, we also have Master Blaster 03. Now, I know nothing about these games, but I see so much hype for this game, uh, which is releasing on PC and Switch. And... Also coming out on the July 30th. Now, I, don't, I know nothing about this game. In Bento, which I believe is where you pack Bento boxes um, as animals. Um, I think Toby said something about it like six months ago. Said it was good. That's hitting the Xbox One on the July 30th. And the next, next date that we have any games releasing is August 2nd. And we have Grime releasing, which is a really cool looking, a new trailer came out for that today. So if you're listening to this, go and Google Grime because the new trailer is great. It's like an action uh, game with a very gothic-y, Dark Souls-y art style. And then uh, that's pretty much it for this until the next podcast. Still, a lot of games releasing over this next week. Oh, and IO the Clown is releasing on July 28th. On, it's like a platform where you play as a clown. So, yes, that was it for this this week's podcast, I think. Have we done everything? Recommendations. Uh, recommendations. Okay, <laughs> sorry, yes. Well done, Kat. Thank you very much. <laughs> I forgot last week, but this week, amen. <laughs> okay, Kat, what, have, you got, have you got a recommendation for this week? I do, I do, I do. Uh, so as everyone knows, it's really, really, really hot outside. Probably not right now because it's pretty dark, but most of the time it's quite hot outside. And a couple of years ago, I went to a barbecue and somebody, um, I don't really like beer. And so this is for anybody who really doesn't like beer or like, you know, stuff like Budweiser or anything like that. Um, but I, but it's cheap and it's, it's, it's a nice kind of light drink to drink. You know, if you can have, you know, it's not going to be like tequila, you're not going to get drunk on it. Obviously there is a warning here, drink responsibly. Um, but somebody taught me a combination and I'd really like to recommend it because I've actually gone out and bought some syrup today. Um, so you won't get this in normal stores. You'll need to go to a, um, a Polish shop, um, that typically sells everything, um, from Poland and I'm gonna try and not butcher the name and be rude but this is called Towix Owix and it's a syrup and it's a raspberry based thick syrup and it's so sweet and really really yummy now if you pop that in your Budweiser it's incredible I don't know what it does to it it's just incredible it just turns it into this really yummy refreshing kind of carbonated kind of beery drink and so if you like fruit ciders you would definitely like that because I don't like beer at all I don't like Heineken I don't like Budweiser I don't like um Bud like any kind of things like that and I can't get enough of this stuff it's so good but it has to be that specific syrup and it's only about 160 um to buy and you get a massive bottle and I'm sure actually it would probably go on a lot more other stuff and it probably would go great in other cocktails again drink responsibly but that's my recommendation get a Budweiser, get this Toix raspberry syrup sorted. Nice, 
easy, light, refreshing drink in the afternoon in the sun. Have you, yourself. Ever, have you ever tried a lager on blackcurrant? Yes. Is that snake bite? No, no, that's that's uh, cider and oh, that's cider and blackcurrant. Then yeah. no, I probably haven't. <laughs> I have I, tried snake bite. <laughs> I just want because, like, obviously, you know, they there's there's certain things that you can put in lager to make them more palatable, like uh, yeah. lime and and blackcurrant juice and stuff like that. Yeah, wondering. I've done the lime thing. I've done like like desperados and stuff like that. Like that kind of lime, you can stick a lime in there, don't you? And it's all grand. Uh, but this is like a really thick syrup, so you've got all of it at the bottom, and if you like stir it a little bit, oh, it's just good. The more you get down to it, the sweeter it gets. Okay, really nice. that sounds fun. I'm not going to ruin my beer by doing that. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Miles, what's your recommendation for this week? Mine is food related for once. Uh, mine is the McSpicy from McDonald's. It's actually very, very good. Uh, I much prefer their chicken burgers than their actual regular burgers. And to my surprise, it actually had a tiny bit of spice to it. A lot of these things, they say it's spicy and it's not. Um, I think they did the, the spicy nuggets a little while ago and they just weren't. They were quite a disappointment. Um, but this is good. I really enjoyed it. And seeing as everybody uh, seemed to really enjoy doing the food recommendations, I thought I would get one for this week. So that's mine. How spicy is it? I mean, it... What's, your, what's your spice tolerance? My, my my spice tolerance is pretty pretty high, but also I, I'm, I'm guessing this was just primarily because it was made in a different store, but I had those spicy nuggets and normally the batches were fine, but I had a batch of those which were uneatable because they were that spicy. What? Really? Someone hit the nuclear button just for you. <laughs> so Somebody really stiffed me on the, the spice that day. Um, but like, so is it is it like, has it got a kick or is it have, like, is it hot? Have you ever tried the snack wrap? The 99p yes. snack wrap? It's that in a burger. So they've gotten rid of the snack wrap. And then they've also, they've now made it into a burger. So it's the same mayo from the snack wrap, spicy little wrap. Oh, okay. That's okay then. I'll yeah, give it to go. It's fine. It's nothing that's going to, you know, blow your head off or anything like that. But it's, it's all right. Well, it's the, the, I, I got a, I got a marketing email from them. There were like, there was like, dare you dry, they're <laughs> spicy. And I was like, no, if you're going to sell it to me like that, no, I'm not going to buy something I can't eat. Um, no, they're uh, they're kind of overegging it with that. It definitely isn't, you know, anything like that that's going to, you know, blow you away with it. Definitely not. Right. Okay. Thank you very much. I will. No I will now venture into McDonald's and get them spicy. Um, my recommendation for this week is a movie. Uh, it was my wife and I's sixth wedding anniversary and 10th anniversary of being together last friday uh, we had Ooh, happy anniversary thank you very much thank you very much congrats happy anniversary thank you um we we went out for a steak which was a bit too peppery and then we went to the um the local view cinema to watch freaky which is like we don't have normal tv so i don't know if this has been like advertised everywhere and is widely known so this might be the most duff recommendation ever because I'd never heard of this film until we saw it on the listings. But basically, it's like Freaky Friday, only with a major horror bent. So it's it's uh, Vince Vaughn. Is it Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn. Yeah, um, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. And uh, he plays a serial killer who swaps body with a high school student um, because of some kind of freaky knife. And it's gory and fun and a bit dumb. But it's like a perfect popcorn film. You could just take your brain out and enjoy for like two hours. So 
you know, if you were looking for something just to switch your brain off and have a nice leisurely Friday afternoon, I can highly recommend that as a film. The, the premise is tired and old, but they managed to do something a little bit different with it. So, yeah, uh, that's my recommendation for this week. Yeah, that did look good, actually. I um, saw the trailer to that when I watched Quiet Place 2. And that's right on my street. I love Vince Vaughn as well. Everything he's in is just so funny. Yeah, I went off him when he was a, like a, a Trump supporter. Like he came out. Oh of, yeah, like, Trump guy. <laughs> cool about that. But but then like in this like this film, he he acts like a girl a lot, and <laughs> it was like he's just like not the typical Trump supporter in this film. You know, I think I think you might have seen the error of his ways anyway. Um, so yeah, that's that's it for this this podcast. And yeah, we're done. Well we're done, done, guys. We survived the podcast. We yeah. did it. Without the shepherd that keeps us in line. I know. <laughs> and he's just probably listening to this like, fuck's sake, all my ducks are out of their low, <laughs> out of their row, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. We've done this all out of order and we just, you know, it's it's been a weird podcast. It's been a weird day. Yeah. You smashed it, Sean. You smashed it. Well done. Yeah, you did a great job. Cheers. Thanks. I'm really out of breath now. <laughs> talking for two hours. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot of pressure. It is. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, keep an eye out on our social channels because we have a little bit of an announcement coming soon. And uh, keep an eye out on the website for reviews. Uh, all the links are in the description below. Um, we're all over social media and just come and follow and do stuff with us. Say hi. We're friendly. Yeah. yeah. We, also, we also have a Patreon if you'd like to support us. Um, you can go on Patreon and search for Finger Guns and we're, we're the top results. That, that thing helps us keep the website and the podcast alive which, you know, we like to do and we hope you enjoy. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's it for a week, another week. We'll be back next week with more gaming garbage. Uh, so, Kat, would you like to say goodbye? Bye, all. Miles, would you like to say goodbye? <laughs> you sounded just like the guy from <laughs> Friday Night Day. He's like, bye, all, friends. <laughs> friends. <laughs> Maybe that can be my thing, because I know that... Um, Toby says sayonara, so I'm like, well, maybe I'll just adopt by all and hopefully not get sued by the BBC. <laughs> cool. See you later, everyone. And for me, it's a, it's a toodles. And uh, what does Ross say this? I'll see you next time or something. Like, I've been Roscoe. Bye. Oh, I've been Sean. Bye.